Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Kelsey Overacker, Cherryville girls basketball head coach, is our guest today. Kelsey, you're going to state. That was a fun game last night. Yeah, it, it was pretty fun. Uh, definitely still on a high. <laughs> it's got, it's got to feel great. So, uh, Cherryville Chargers headed to the Keisha 3A state tournament in Hutchinson. They beat Neodice yesterday 59-53, if I'm remembering that final score right. Uh, I think so. That's that right. sounds right. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, Kelsey, this is the first time Cherryville is going to state since you were a player on that team. And the boys team hasn't made it in that stretch either. Cherryville has not had state basketball since 2009, 13-year stretch. Tell me what just what you're kind of feeling right now. I know that's a very broad question that doesn't necessarily have a defined answer. No, I don't mean you're right. Uh, it kind of sunk in a little bit last night when I finally got home. Uh, definitely didn't sleep very much, but... Um, I think it's great for the community. I think it's great for the school, great for the kids. Um, we had a great uh, turnout between the students and the fans out there. Um, it was huge. I just think, I mean, small town stuff. And I think that that's something that we really take part in. And it's great to see right now. It was loud in that gym in Fredonia. It was awesome. Um, the atmosphere was great. I don't think we play with the energy that we do. I mean, we always play hard. But definitely the energy that the boys brought in the student section, um, it was awesome. You know, that game wasn't exactly going your way. You guys go, <laughs> you guys going to halftime down four, which, I mean, four is basically nothing. That can be made up. But right. then you go back into the third quarter and Jaylee, is it Reister or Reister? Reister. Jaylee Reister, your point guard, uh, she commits her fourth foul, uh, which you, you put her back in with two in the second quarter. And I, I want anybody who's listening to the show and is thinking, Kelsey shouldn't have put her in with two fouls in the first half. I completely disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. I think coaches foul their players out of the game by keeping them on the bench and trying to preserve them. So I think you made the right call by leaving her in, and then you made the right call by putting her right back in to start the third quarter. She quickly commits her fourth foul. So your leading scorer over the last two weeks where you've been playing really well is sitting on the bench with four fouls. Kelsey Lance, who couldn't find the bucket in the first half, just really starts turning it on. You get a couple big threes from Cadence Foreman and Jenny Bunyard, and the tie just turned from a six-point deficit to to you going to the fourth quarter up nine. What was that swell in changing tide like? Um, I mean, you talked about a lot right there, and we'll just go back from the start. Like you said, it wasn't really going our way um, to start the game, uh, and you got to look back. I mean, we went uh, neck and neck with Galena. It was, it was such a back-and-forth game, and it was, I, I want to say that game lasted almost two hours of just nonstop up and down. Uh, physical basketball and uh, going into this game I mean Yoda Shea played a t- tight game with Columbus the night before I think both teams you, you saw a little bit of the legs early and and obviously the nerves um, mm-hmm. the nerves are obviously a big thing both teams wanted to be there both things both teams obviously I will say it was a kind of a rival game and uh, obviously wanted to keep each other home and it was just a fun atmosphere but um, looking back at it yeah like you said down four nothing huge and we talked about that in the locker room um, and Kelsey um, she's She's a gamer, and, and I pulled her aside like I told you yesterday, and there was no doubt in my mind that she wasn't going to finish that game strong, whether we won or lost that game. She was going to go out fighting, and there's a reason that she stays on the floor. Uh, same thing with Jaylee. Uh, foul trouble, yes. Usually a kid that, I mean, she just gets some ticky-tack fouls sometimes. And, uh, it Who was is just, that calling you? Uh, Abby Farabi. Let's get, let's get her on. No. Answer it. Hi, Abby. How are hold, you? hold the phone up to the mic. There we go. Abby Farabi, a surprise special guest on the on the radio today. St. Mary's Colgan head coach. Abby, you were supposed to be here. 
and be and be a, and be a joint guest with Kelsey, Abby Harabi, St. Mary's Colgan. They are twenty one and zero headed to state as well. Abby on the phone with Kelsey right now. You got Abby. How are we doing? Hey, we're good. We're surviving over here. How are you guys? We're fun. This is uh, it's. I think Kelsey is in a lot of pain right now. I think uh, I think uh, Kelsey needs to uh, get a get a get a salt bath and get get some Epsom salt in there. Do something. But I know I know both of you guys are pretty happy right now. I'm just trying to get prepared because we turn around and play on Wednesday, so we're just trying to get ready for that. <laughs> so you guys were so Abby when you were at, so in your early years at Colgan, Kelsey was your former assistant. Am I? That's right. How long was she your, your assistant for? It was two years, wasn't it, Kelsey? Yeah, that's right. So Abby, what when you saw that Kelsey made state yesterday? What was maybe your reaction? I know you were in your own world and having to deal with all your girls making state for a second year in a row and maintaining an undefeated record. But maybe what'd you feel for your old assistant? I was so happy for her. I, there was no doubt in my mind. Um, I knew she was going to have her kids prepared. So I was really excited for her. There was a lot of, you know, local teams playing and I was, I was sitting next to, you know, coach Jones from Humboldt. She had on the front net game and I had on Kelsey's game. And I, you know, once it got up by 10, I turned it off cause I knew it was over, but um, I was so happy for, her. you know, even today, just so excited for it. So awesome, you know, to get there as your first time as a coach, and I know she'll make the best of it. Uh, what was Kelsey like as an assistant? I mean, so you were in a, that was that had to be what ten plus years ago at this point, ten, about ten years ago. What? No, I'm not sure. Because you were you were at, so yeah. you were at Colgan. Was it the same time you were at Colgan softball? It was like six years ago at the most. Okay, so about six years ago, what was Kelsey like as an assistant when she was at Colgan there, Abby? <laughs> oh, sorry, Abby. <laughs> Well, let's just say we laughed a lot and we got, probably got in trouble a lot. <laughs> but, no, we had a lot of fun. She was great. She was a lot of help. I was really sad um, when she told me that she was leaving, you know. But, you know, we still, heck, if it was, it was like six years ago. We talk almost every day. So, we have a pretty strong relationship. She's great. You know, we try to help each other when we can. Who you guys? Who you guys got in the first round of the state tournament up there in Manhattan? Do you know, Abby? Yeah, Garden Plains. How do you, so th- so this is interesting and this is one thing I wanted to talk about it's a bit of a weird question but uh, but bear with me you guys are are you guys the number one seed up there we are not we only have 21 wins we didn't have a full schedule and sterling has 23 wins so they got the one seed okay so but you guys are the two seed an undefeated two seed uh Correct. Kelsey without being the Debbie Diner you guys are gonna be the eight seed in the state tournament uh and you, you've earned you've earned a bit to stay I don't want to take that away but Abby, on your end, you're going to be battling a team that feels like it has to take down a Goliath. How do you, what do you, from your perspective, how do you avoid a letdown? And then, Kelsey, maybe on the flip side, what do you feel like your team has to do to take down a team that certainly feels like it's, it expects to win when, they, when they're taking on an eight seed? I'll let, Abby, I'll let you go first. You want me to go first? So I've been the eight seed probably three or four times, so I know how it feels to be there. Um and Garden Plains isn't your typical seven or eight seed. They play a really tough schedule. They play a lot of bigger schools, kind of similar to what we do. So it's not like they're definitely taking down the Goliath. I think he'll have his kids prepared. He's actually one of the coaches that um, I talk to quite a bit. We help each other. We actually exchange film on each other this morning. So um, it, it's it's kind of a tough draw, you know, for the first round. I was hoping to go a little bit different, but you got to beat the best to be the best. So we're just going to, you know, we're just going to do like we've done all year. We're going to get prepared. We're going to be excited. And we're just going to go play our game. And then Kelsey, kind of the same thing for you, but the opposite end. You you're going to be the eight seed, 
trying to take down who Keisha has said is the best team in the state up to this point in the year. Um, I mean, kind of the same thing. You, we just got to keep playing our game. Uh, we got to come in with energy. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, you look at it, the pressure's not really on us, and our kids have to realize that we go in, do what we do, and just go have fun with it. Uh, Abby, any parting words before I let you get back? I know you've got a million things. You were supposed to be here, but then apparently you forgot about a first reconciliation um, at your at your Catholic parish. And like like I told you over the phone, God forgives, but I don't for people who miss the war room. So any, anything else you got? Hey, I'm volunteering my time to go help serve cake for those cute little second graders. So, so that, um, that is the cutest thing. Yeah, so I, I'll, you can just text me an apology when this is over, you know, so you actually feel bad. But I just want to wish, you know, Kelsey the best of luck. I know I'll talk to you in like 10 minutes, but I'm so excited for you. I'm happy for you. I can't wait to see what you can do with those kids, and you've done an awesome job with the program. I appreciate it. Same to you, Abby. Yep, thank you. Thanks, Abby. Bye. See you guys. She, she was supposed to be here. That's all right. She's a busy lady. <laughs> you are too, and I appreciate your time. Uh, I'll tell you what video I saw last night that was fun. Obviously, I wasn't there for it. was uh, your team getting off the bus and sprinting to that bell that's in front of your school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but then what was cool about it was uh, 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 most of your team got there before Morgan Catlin did and they all waited for Morgan, the one senior on your team, to be the one to really yeah. r- ring the bell. What what was what was just that ride back light last night? That that just every kind of little moment you experienced in in a celebration that lasted a couple hours. I, I mean, it still happened, Sean. Uh, no, <laughs> it, it it was exciting uh, having them all on the bus together. You could tell the excitement was there. Um, they were smiling ear to ear, and it, it, it was just a lot of fun. They couldn't stop smiling. They couldn't stop talking about it, taking pictures. Everybody's phones were blowing up, and it, it, it was awesome. And, I mean, it was everything that you could ever, ever expect for it. And, yeah, like you said, uh, when they got back, uh, they, went and rang, they went and rang the victory bell. That's something that they do after every win, um, at least at home. And waiting on Morgan, uh, the kids know. I mean, that, that's someone who's been through it the last four years. She's experienced a sub-state uh, championship game, three of those four. Um, and she was finally able to be on a team that, that really pushed. And I think that this, this team has really become a family uh, not one of the best starting teams that we've had. Uh, we started out 0-4, and she's been the, she's kind of been a rock for us. Uh, she's 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 had her times where she wasn't the most consistent, but down the stretch, and we talked about last night, she's been one of our most consistent kids on offense and defense, and she's been huge, and she's deserved every part of this. Something about February and March, Morgan Catlin <laughs> over the last, really her whole career has yeah. been really special. I mean, it's she finds a way to be playing her best basketball at the end of the year every year it seems right and she she was good last night gave you 10 points i believe she had six in the first half of the 15 that you scored as a team yep i mean she was in extre- she's always been an extremely consistent player uh <laughs> you look back you, you talked about the uh and four start to the season mm-hmm. uh if abby was here i was gonna break the ice on a conversation Abby and I had last time she was on radio after we after she got we ended the show and we kept talking for a little bit. We were wondering about what your team would look like. You, you know, the the start wasn't great, and you know I remember seeing I think your second or third game in the year I lost to Hartford, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, man, they're just. It, I, it just I don't know what the path early. ahead. I don't know. I didn't know what the path ahead was for you, and I think if Abby was being truly honest, she didn't know either. It's not that we didn't have faith in it. It's just that we didn't we didn't see it. 
You saw it, though. You kept telling me every time we would talk, we're going to be fine. It's honestly the most optimistic I've ever seen you. You're usually a, you're usually a pessimist. <laughs> Why? What did you see that maybe people outside didn't early on in that season? Um, and, I, and what you just said right there, a lot of people don't see what we get to see every day. Uh, they get to see just on Tuesday and Friday nights. And uh, we just have a group of kids that uh, they go out there and they battle every single day. Um, and early on, we just, we had some injuries early. Uh, Jaylee didn't even play, I think in two of those four losses, uh, and in the one game against Hartford, she played maybe the first quarter and she just couldn't do it. Um, and I mean, that's a big thing right there. I mean, your point guards out, that's huge. Um, we were still trying to find who we were. Um, we're a very young team. I know we only have the one senior. Um, so just trying to find who we really were early. We ran into, uh, we tough loss at Riverton. Uh, they kind of got us on the size and, we had just lost our post player that we had planned to have, so that was big too. So we were kind of going through a lot early, um, and just looking Taylor and I. I mean, we knew uh, you can just tell we have the weapons and um, having and having a group that you could tell with Morgan. She she's very level headed. She's not someone that gets too high or too low. She's always someone that you can look at and she'll be fine whether it's it's going good or bad. And that's huge in a kid. Um, and her teammates see that. And same as Kelsey Lance. Kelsey Kelsey's been huge this year. Um, she's taken Jaylee under a wing all season it was last year and this year even when in, in her lowest time she's still there to pick up her teammates and that's huge so um knowing that we started out on four it wasn't easy for anyone including myself or taylor and i think the biggest thing is we all stuck together and we kept pushing through we knew we'd be okay mm-hmm. uh kelsey we're gonna go to a quick break uh when we come back we'll keep reliving what i'm sure is one of one of the better nights of, of your life i'm sure yeah uh, we'll be right back here on the War Room. Kelsey Overack, a Cherryville Girls basketball head coach, headed to state, is our guest this week. We'll be right back. We're back here on the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Kelsey Overacker, friend of the show, former Labette Cardinals softball and basketball player, former Cherryville Charger Girls basketball softball player, and now the head coach of the Cherryville Girls basketball team that is headed to state. Kelsey, what a fun couple days it's been for you. We're recording this on a Sunday. You won Substate on a Saturday. Uh, we've been talking a lot about that game. There, There's kind of two things I want to talk about that game, and for, and we, we've addressed them a little bit. But first, uh, Jaylee Reister, uh, obviously she was in foul trouble, and we've addressed we've addressed her impact on the court in that sense. But she was, uh, she was by, and it, you even the announcers mentioned it, she was probably the most emotional last night. Uh, you know, and, and to me, I, you know, even I pulled her aside at one point and I said, Hey, you know, always care as much as you do out there. That mm-hmm. is part of what I think makes, gives her so much potential is how much she cares. Uh, at the same time though, you don't want, uh, uh, you don't want somebody who's in high school in tears as they <laughs> need to set up a press. So, uh, how are you kind of how do you, as a coach, how are you approaching that right now? Because you never want to say, I, I almost hate the phrase "calm down," mm-hmm. because you want I, you do not want to take any ounce of how much she gives in and pours into that game from her. But obviously, there's got to be balance. I'm sure to a way. How how has the approach with Jaylee Reister been, and especially uh, in those moments? I mean, it's just you like as a coach, you got to know your kids, and uh, she's so hard on herself, so hard on herself. She's She's someone that wants to play as perfect as she can play, and we love that about her. Um, and there are times that it does. It overcomes her a little bit. And the emotions last night, I mean, I don't know if you saw me there. I think there was when Kelsey was shooting her last free throw, they were still down six or seven, I think. And uh, 
my girls were not really celebrating, but you could tell like they, they knew it was happening. They started, yeah, yeah they started, and yeah. we can't we can't do that. And I know they've never been in that situation, but I was I was trying to holler at them, get them on the page, be like, hey, we still got to play defense, finish it out. Um, but no, I mean, Jaylee is just one of those things. She she she's so important, and uh, yeah, she was overcome with emotions, and it was hard for her, but. I mean, even then, I mean, I pulled, I, I had a sub ready to go for it, and I pulled it right back. So it was I like, saw that on video. I didn't see it live, but yeah. I saw that on video. So uh, what a cool thing. She's overcome, but then she sees that coming, and she's like, no, I'm going to stay on this court. Yeah, and she knows she's important. But like I said, she's so hard on herself. And um, at the end of the day, we always have to keep reminding her, you know, even on your bad nights, what seems like your bad nights, they're still really good games. And um, she's going to keep growing. I mean, she's only a sophomore, and this is huge. I think getting this experience with her and, Having the upperclassmen that she has, they've been great for her. And I think she's going to – the sky's the limit for her. And we talk about that with Kelsey Lance all the time. Uh, we got another one in Jaylee Reister that, holy moly, I can't imagine in two years what she can come out like. And then the other thing I wanted to address is just the fact that – so you guys turned a six-point deficit. You got up by as much as 12 at one point. Mm -hmm. And then you guys kept attacking and, and staying in your identity. And you weren't exactly playing badly – and still, Neodice is clawing its way back in, trimmed it to as low as four. As a coach, how do you manage a team? How do you manage an opponent in a comeback situation like that, in a in an environment with as much at stake, knowing that you're not exactly playing badly? Like, you just yeah. need to yeah. – how, how are you managing that? Well, I mean, I think foul trouble obviously got into it. Maybe not foul trouble as far as we were losing kids, but fouls as far as – Hitting free throws. Hitting free throws, and the clock kept stopping. And, I mean, that was obviously number one. That was a big thing. Um, and then our legs— 56 fouls called in that game. Yeah, that makes it real hard. So, I mean, that made it hard on both teams. So, don't get me wrong. It wasn't just for us. It, it was both teams, and everybody saw that. But, uh, I mean, then our legs were getting there. I mean, we were tired. Both teams were just gassed out there. And um, they started getting it inside a little more, and they were just backing us down. And as we know, I mean, everyone knows at this point, we don't have a lot of size. And, and that started hurting us a little bit. But— um, I didn't really look at the scorebook too in depth, but I think what we talked about earlier, Morgan had, I think, uh, in the first half she had six or something like that, and she ended with ten. But those four free throws that she hit, they were near perfect. They barely touched the net. And I think that's when our experience came into play. And they started closing the gap. Uh, I think you said that we were up ten or twelve, and they started closing the gap a little bit. But I think that's where our experience came into play, where these kids have played in the sub-state championship game before, and they've played in some close ball games, including the one against Galena the night before. Um, and they just stepped up, and they they wanted it too bad. And we kept talking about in the huddle, how bad do you want this? Don't let this slip away. Uh, and that's that's another thing to talk about is your sub-state semifinal game. I don't think I ever told explicitly you, but I told a few people that, uh, that you know, about that sub-state field. I said, I thought the Cherryville-Galena game was the sub-state championship. Yeah. Obviously, we saw that Neodice gave you a hell of a fight. Uh, but I thought whoever was going to win that game going into it was going to come out of that bracket. You guys beat Galena by two, 56-54. Two really stressful back-to-back -back nights for you. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and you win that game against a good Galena team where their best player, Mir Sarwinski, gave you 34. How do you overcome a team who who's getting 34 from their Superman? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the amount of people that I've told about the Galena game, holy moly, the kid... She went off. I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit now, and I've told a couple of my buddies, I was so indecisive about a lot of things because she was just so hard to scout. I mean, we knew 100% what what they wanted to do, and you still couldn't stop her, you know? And she was getting everything to fall, and um, it, it was just unreal. It was just unreal. And, like, I, it, what do you do with a kid like that? She she battled the whole time, and 
she she got her shots to fall and but at the end of the day we found a way to finish that and i mean we followed the game plan the best we could she just <laughs> she's just a player she's just a player yeah, it reminds me of a couple you know this was years and years ago when uh kobe bryant was still playing for the lakers still uh, you know, it was a playoff series, I think, against the Rockets or somebody like that. And Trevor Ariza was the defensive assignment on Kobe. And Kobe had 44 in, like, the first game of the playoffs. And in the post-game recap, uh, they asked the Rockets coach, are you going to switch up? Are you going to take Trevor Ariza off Kobe and put somebody else on? And he goes, I thought he guarded Kobe well. <laughs> he just got, he just had 44. Like, sometimes that happens. But, yeah. I mean, that's gotta. That's gotta be. I mean, how did you? It's a weird question to ask, but how did you over? How do you overcome Mia getting thirty four? You won that game, right. obviously. I mean, your your five beat their five. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, overcoming. I mean, obviously, we showed. We came back the next game and we, we took care of business. But uh, we knew she was gonna get her points. I mean, was it thirty four? We expected her to get no, but at the end of the day, we held everybody else like we needed to. And if we were gonna give up that many to her, we really had to limit what everybody else got. Um, the plan was to make everybody else beat us, but at, at the same time, at least we didn't give up 34 to Mia and all across the board, they weren't scattered and out anywhere 10 else. And 12 yeah, to yeah. somebody else. So yeah. we, we did our job, like not exactly how we expected it to go, but at the end of the day, we got the W and that was, that was what we wanted to do, obviously. Uh, you talked about your size and that's been a disadvantage for you all year. I thought you guys, I mean, you say probably... In your sub-state championship game against the other state, I don't think you ever had the two biggest girls on the floor. Mm -hmm. And you probably and very rarely did you have even one of the three biggest girls on the floor. Right. Uh, you guys rebounded very well last night. And I think you do a good job of not attacking the offensive glass and getting your hand on the ball. Even if you're not the first to it, it seems mm -hmm. like your girls do a good job of at least getting their hand on the ball and forcing a scrum for it. How much have you had to try and... <laughs> you know, strategize around the fact that virtually every team you play, good or bad, is going to be bigger than you. Yep, uh, I think we've kind of come to terms with that at this point. It's not fun <laughs> by any means, but we do know we're at least faster than most of the teams we play, and we play like that. So, uh, as far as rebounding, don't tell my kids that you thought they rebounded really well because we still have to keep doing that. And what, that's what we've been working on so much is we have got to buy into boxing out. We've got to buy in not letting them get second chances. And any chance we can run with the ball, we want to run because we we like to run in transition and go score because that's what we're good at. So uh, the kids did great. They they worked their butts off, and yes, they fought for every rebound they could, and and it showed. And like I said, I, I'm so proud of them. So proud of them. Uh, you uh, you you have been to the state tournament before as a coach uh, in softball at Colgan. What you went three times. How many times did you go at Colgan when you were there? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I think. Yeah, uh, you went about two. You know, you went a you went a few times when you were at Colgan. Uh, you've played in the state tournament as uh, as a high school kid. You've been to the national tournament uh, for both uh, junior college basketball and softball. Uh, you've had a lot of successful trips. A lot of places you've gone. I I'm curious, and I hate asking the question, "Where does this rank?" Because everything has different variables. Where did last night stand in your coaching career? Uh, number one. Number one for sure. Why number one? Uh, you know, it's just I just feel like like the situations we've been in and and at Colgan they've they've been there a lot and don't don't I don't take any way away from anything over there because it was a great time. I had great kids just the same. Um, but here it, it's just um it's kind of rare. And I talk to Abby about it all the time. It's it's not it's not something that ever happens here and it's it's just 
not and that you, you serve have to, a different type of community. Yeah, it's not it's not that you have to work any harder or anything like that because it's all the same in those terms. But it's just like the overall hump, and it took us. This is like we've talked about my fourth year. It's, it took us three times for that, and um, just the amount of the defeat that you feel and how it's almost like you, you we would go through a big upset of someone like our, our first year we we upset Beating number Ger- one seed Gerard yeah. I remember you that. upset Gerard and you turn around losing the championship and then last year we have a couple girls our two two of our best players knock each other out and basically play with concussions that we have to admit right now and I think if they finish that game we very well could be in the substate championship last year and it's just like there was always something that we just couldn't quite get past and I think with the overall adversity that we've been through all the different things that have maybe not held us down, but kind of just slowed us down a little bit. Um, it, it's, it's just been awesome. And I obviously have to talk about the fact of um, being back home. Um, the people that um, I grew up with, uh, Coach Hill, who obviously coached me and having him alongside me this whole time. Uh, my buddy Taylor, who I've, I was friends with before coming to Trayville. There's just a lot of little variables here that um, doesn't take away anything from what I've done in the past or what I've been able to experience, but this is by far number one for me. That's going to do it for our on-air portion of the War Room. If you want to hear more of my conversation with Coach Overacker, uh, go on to Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the KLKC website, anywhere uh, you get podcasts. Kelsey, thank you for coming on. You'll stick around for a little bit longer. Yep, thank you, Sean. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back on the War Room if you're online, and that'll do it for the War Room if you're on air. Uh, thank you very much, and we'll be back. We're back here on the War Room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Uh, uh, we're on the we're on the online only portion, so no no fucking SEC regulations on my end. Now we out here. Uh, Fifty six fouls called last night. That had I'm curious. We're we're not here to criticize the crew itself, but I know coaches do not like games just coming down the free throws in that many fouls. How did that change the dynamic of last night? Um, I mean, it made it hard, uh, and I don't know if it came down to just the just the people being tired in the game, uh, but the game was fast, and I don't know if I mean people was wa- were watching that, but the game was up and down. There wasn't it mm-hmm. wasn't like we were playing half court offense. Both teams were just getting after it and taking shots and battling to rebound, and I think that's where a lot of it came from. Was it was it was, it was a very up tempo game, and uh, I think that's where we saw a lot of the fouls called, especially with the tired legs on the floor. Is Prayer Robeck a freshman for Neota? She State? is. She's a freshman. She is going to be a problem in that in your league for uh, yeah, she has three potential. more years. She has potential for sure. Uh, you know, you guys are headed up to Hutchinson now. You're going to play Silver Silver Lake, right? That's who we yep. just talked about off air five minutes ago. Yep. Uh, you're going to play Silver Lake, uh, the top seed in the tournament at Hutchinson. Uh you know, have you done any scouting on Silver Lake in the last 24 hours? Uh, yeah, we've got a little bit of information from a couple of teams. Uh, any film on them yet? Yeah, we have about three films on them right now that we got, we have in the last couple of hours. Not how we haven't got to watch a whole lot of it yet, but we've seen some bits and pieces so far. What's, uh, without tipping your hand, what's maybe just the initial scout on them? How do you kind of approach them? Um, the, the good thing is I think that we match up except for one kid, uh, one big kid inside, but... Uh, I mean, outside of that, their guards look similar to ours. They like to shoot. They like to run the floor. Um, they're going to be quick, but at the same time, so are we. Uh, we just, uh, we've talked about it before. We just got to play our game, and hopefully we'll knock them out, out of theirs a little bit. And The pressure's not on us. It's not on us. Um, you, you told me yesterday that you were just fighting. You, you wanted the girls to fight so hard so they could get to state and experience it. Right. Why is that important? Why is that important as part of laying the foundation of um, getting there? I mean, and maybe I'm just speaking from a personal experience. This could be totally different through someone else's eyes. But 
Um, and, and also when I was a player, I mean, it had never been done at Cherryville. So, and that could be a lot of it too. Uh, when you get there is you just don't even, you don't realize the, the difference of the atmosphere, the, and I mean, just the support. I mean, our girls have seen it just in the substate term, uh, just the support that it brings and how much fun it is. The game's just a totally different, it's, it, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's a whole different look on things. Everybody's excited and it, it makes it a, a lot more fun to be around. Um, you, you told me off air, your phone has not stopped for 24 hours. Uh, what's the most, it, regardless of who it was from, what's the most interesting text you've gotten? Uh, interesting text? Yeah. Uh, or the most meaningful. What's the one that stood out the most? Was it? Uh, always Coach Beal. I mean, always, <laughs> you know. What do you say? Uh, I mean, just a part of being proud, you know, and I mean, there was more words to that, but you know, at the end of the day, how much he cares and how much it means to him. Um, but I, I give him a lot of credit too. I wouldn't be where I am. We wouldn't be where we are right now without him. He was your, co he was your coach on that state team in 2009. Um, take me back to 09, what that was like when, when, when you made the state tournament at Cherryville, uh, back to back years, by the way, uh, yeah. you made it as a junior and a senior and you won games there both, there both times. Never won and done at the state tournament. Uh, what was that like, especially for... And we've had this conversation before, but you know, what was that like, especially for a team that right before you got there as a freshman, uh, that was a team that was on a the longest losing streak in the state. Uh, Rodney Vijo came in and turned that program around, and by the time you were and by the time you were a junior, which I believe was his third or fourth year coaching that team. You guys were headed to the state tournament. What was that experience like when you were just a kid? When you were when you were Morgan's age? Uh -huh, and and that's why when you when you try and ask what it feels like as a coach to a player, I feel like it's a lot of the same emotions. Uh it just feels like a big relief off your back. Uh we weren't expect we were the underdog both years that we went. We weren't supposed to win either of those years, uh just to get to state. We were we weren't supposed to win either sub state. So that right there, it was huge just like just from experiencing that. I mean, you're just excited. Um, and then getting there, uh, like you said, we did, we weren't just one and done. We were we were pretty good. I mean, then I think we were we went in the first year with uh, three losses. Maybe that might have been the year. I don't remember which year was which, but um, we were pretty good. So we had a decent matchup first round. Uh, and my junior year, we went down to the wire. It was a buzzer beater, and uh, not necessarily a buzzer beater, but we had like three seconds left on the clock, and they had left on the clock, and mm -hmm. found a way to finish, but. Uh, who hit the shot? Uh, Katie Detar hit the shot. We put us up. I think that would have put us up one, and then we end up getting a steal on the other end and knock some free throws down to finish it. Finish it. So. so you were down one in the final ten seconds of a state tournament game and won it, huh? We were. Yes. That had to be. Yep. That has to be up there in the thralls of your of your memories. Yeah, it it was pretty amazing. I mean, and it it was the first year Travel had been there, and it was a huge. Huge time, so it was fun. And we had a huge crowd then, too, and the whole, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure the entire town of Cherryville was there. <laughs> um, you have, you've had quite the ride in your life uh, over the course of that. And first off, let's talk about LaBette a little bit. Uh, you were, you know, obviously Ryan, Ryan Phillips, your former head coach. They're looking pretty good this year. They're, good, they're, good. Gonna, they're ranked number seven right now. I don't know if they've gone up or down. Uh, in the newest rankings, but what's it like now that you're in, you're into your 30s? Uh, you still go to Labette games whenever you get an opportunity to do so. I know you still have a good affinity for Ryan Phillips, the head coach there. Right. Uh, what's it like to just 
see that program maintain itself ever since you were there? Because you won a conference title. No, you're the only team to win a conference title when you were there in 2011. Uh, and, you know, you went to the national tournament once as well. They've been three times, twice since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What's it been like to see that program kind of maintain itself at a high standard since you've left and be, be able to watch it? I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and I don't know if people really notice. I mean, the ones that experience it probably, the ones that are the closest, it's kind of like a family. And those those ones are usually the most successful. And I think that that's kind of what Labette and Ryan Phillips have kind of turned that into is a, is a big family. And every year um, he gets kids that that are going to work. They're going to buy in. And if they don't, they usually don't stay very long. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's what it takes. It takes those ones that are going to get along. They're going to work together and they're all going to work for that one goal. And he, he does a great job of, of molding those kids into that. And it's still fun to be a part of. Um, Kayla and J.O. texted me both the other day saying that they're going to come watch a game over spring break. And um, that's just it. We're, we're just a big family. And he, he's, He's to blame for that, and that, that's a good thing. J.O. being Jenny Owen, a former all, – she was an All-American, wasn't she? I don't remember. She, I know She was pretty good. Chelsea Roddinghouse was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Kayla, what is her last name now? Wyatt. Uh, right now it's uh, McElhaney. McElhaney. Yeah. Uh, Kayla, what was her maiden name when White. she played? Kayla White. Yeah, Kayla White, uh, both former players that you played with. Um you know, Ryan was somebody I talked to. I know. I'm sure Ryan was somebody who texted you. No, so I need. I need to. I need to get on his ass about that. Uh, uh, his kid was playing last night too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I'm sure they had to deal with that. What's yeah. um? I, I want to ask about something. So you've had a lot. I talked about all your successful stops. You went to state when you were the coach at Colgan. Uh, you know, you you were part of you were part of the early parts of turning around an Erie program. Uh, you were. Uh, you won as a player at Labette Community College. You won as a player at Cherryville High School. Uh, let's talk about maybe what you learned and what you still implement now in that one year at Independence. I see you rolling your eyes now having to talk about that. But no. You were a head softball coach at Independence Community College for one season. Uh-huh. Uh, and in a 60-game schedule, you won four games. Right. I-, I know that was not easy for you. No. And what did you learn in that? in that time that you still utilize now? Um, I mean, you know, it, like you said, it wasn't easy, but at the end of the day, I mean, we still had the same mindset and we still, we still grind it every day like you want to. But um, I guess, I guess what I learned the most is no matter what, those kids came out and they battled every day um, and just keeping, keeping them grounded and keeping their mindset the best that you can. I mean, that's what you got to do with kids. And, uh, and I mean, it goes back to our own four start. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to watch you lose. It wasn't easy to be a part of it. But at the end of the day, we didn't change things. We just kept we kept grinding. We kept going through the same things. We kept working on what we needed to work on. Um, and, and that's just really what you got to do. Because if you want to keep changing things, if I would have been at independence, if I would have kept changing things, would it have worked? Maybe. I don't know. But at the end of the day, we just you just got to keep working on those little things and make yourself better, better at the things that um, are going to become big things at the end. And as we see here, um, we definitely evolved and we kept getting better at those little things. And that's, I think that's what turned us around. One of those four wins was against Ryan. So you talk, you talk about last night, or your, your sub-state championship win being number one. Where does that one rank with the one time you beat Ryan? <laughs> um, I mean, in the terms of having to lose that many games, it's pretty high since I only did win four. But um, At least one of the four was against him. Yeah, we'll take that. Compared to everything else, it, it's not quite. It's probably top three, but yeah. It, uh, I mean, it's just... It, it, 
we're both competitors, and I mean, we love each other, so she at the end of the day, we can kind of laugh about it. He still hasn't forgiven you for it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it, but uh, we can both laugh about it, I hope, at this point. But uh, yeah, definitely both competitors, and definitely a lot of respect there. Mm-hmm. Uh, That was just such a that was a loud gym last night at Fredonia too. It was just so loud. It was the the last two the two last two substate championship games I went to. So it was yours, and I watched the Labette County girls play Fort Scott. Um, mm-hmm. Labette County getting the win there. So two the two teams I have are girls teams by the way, uh, going to state tournament in my Parsons Sun coverage area. Uh, looking both those crowds at both those gyms were were crazy loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it seemed like louder even than in previous years, honestly. Why do you think the energy has been kind of up a little bit this year? Um, I, And I don't know if it has anything to do with COVID, but just getting the kids out there and experiencing something that they're not used to experiencing has been big. And I'm sure Labette's in a different boat than we are there. They've been in this yeah. situation. I think for us, I think that it's something new, you know. <laughs> uh, I think it started uh, with getting those kids out there that first night and realizing when we played Kenya and the boys played uh, Neo Deche. And I mean, you know, a rival school and the boy, it started with the boys, honestly, uh, getting that rival school over there. And, uh, the student sections were kind of heckling each other a little bit. And mm-hmm. the other was getting on Rodney a little bit and it just kind of fired them up and the kids started having a little bit of fun with it. And then I think what they realized was, I mean, it kind of energized us for a win both sides. And I think they fed off of that and it's just kept rolling from there. Those student sections were, it was not for the weary last night <laughs> at your, at your game. <laughs> Uh, you know, we were talking about Rodney and your influence on everything. Here was, and I'll lead this into a question here in a second, but Rodney and I were standing next to each other for about the last four minutes of your game against Neo Deshae. And about three times, Jaylee Racer brings up the ball, and we're thinking, all right, start burning clock. Be patient, be patient. And we see her fire pass, and we sat there and go, no! But then the ball goes in. It was a clear pass and a clear layup. And we're like, all right, get two points. We're good. If you don't think I wasn't taking that same thing, you're wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. Man. So that's the answer to the question I have. I was like, how do you balance, you know, not get it? You don't, that's Jaylee's identity. You don't right. want her to do something outside of her identity. But you're right. You're that. You needed to burn clock and she was still attacking. Yeah. And I mean, what do you do? I mean, <laughs> the, the kid sees the floor and yeah, we got to understand the situation. But at the same time, we needed points and we talked about it. We were trying to get only layups and I meant more of layups attacking and not passing through three lines of defense. But, <laughs> she but she's, she's that point guard. She sees the floor well. And I mean, I trust her 100%. So if she can get that done, get it done. And she did a couple times. She did times. get it done, yeah. Those weren't easy passes. No. And, you know, I talked about this last night with you, but that was Jaylee Reister reminds me of one other person on the girls' side. Mm-hmm. And really, both boys and girls, there's maybe about four or five guards that I've covered, point guards that I've covered that play with that style and that energy and that ability to see the floor and distribute the ball. Right. On the girls' side, the only one I ever saw was Erica Gartner at Labette County. Mm-hmm. And I think the anecdotal difference between those two and everybody else I've ever watched is they make passes that their own teammates are not expecting. Right. And how do you go ahead? No. And and we've talked about it before and it's not, it's not a hit to her teammates at all, but we have to tell her (laughs) a lot. You have to understand your teammates, Uh, Mm -hmm. know who you're passing to. And she, she sees the floor so well, she sees it before they see it. And and she's a true point guard. I mean, I didn't get to see Erica play, but uh, if we're comparing my point guard to her, because I've heard a lot about her, I'm, that's exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> I think Jaylee has an extremely high ceiling. Uh, obviously, Erica, you know, played in Class 4A. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
I love Erica Gartner to death. Her last two years, she got Tristan Gage as her too. So uh, not a bad combo, huh? Not a bad combo. Um, but but the, the same goes for Tristan Gage. Her first two years, she got Erica Gartner as yep. a point guard. Yeah, it's not bad. So uh, how does you talk about? Okay, she has to know her teammates. To a degree, you got to tell everybody on your team, you got to be ready to get the ball at any point because you might find yourself a little unaware all of a sudden with the ball in a scoring yep. opportunity. Um, and I mean, her teammates have gotten better about it. Uh, and she, But here's the deal. I mean, Jaylee's someone that I think she surprises herself sometimes. And I think she puts herself in situations. A lot of times we're like, well, you should have shot that one. You're passing through. And then she gets it there. Why didn't you shoot that? Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, she's got some good kids around her. And the good thing is, is and we're going to hate to lose Morgan, but holy crap, we get all those kids back. Mm-hmm. We get all those kids back. So that'll be big too, getting some experience together. And You talk about Jaylee wanting to be more aggressive. I'll tell you, that was a criticism. If I'm, oh, Excuse me, I'm drinking Coke. I shouldn't on the radio. Uh, if you uh, talk to Anthony Houck, the boys basketball coach at Parsons, um, about Dariq Williams, that really special point guard he had for four years, the one criticism he would have of him consistently was sometimes he just didn't be aggressive enough to go score. Yeah, He was almost too pass-happy. I thought that same thing about Jaylee at times is you sometimes you just go score. Yeah. I and mean, last night, I mean, she had a couple big layups there at the just end. Just huge yep. in the fourth quarter little, playing with four fouls. Little floater. Yeah, She had six points, at least two assists that I can remember off the top of my head. I'm, my best is maybe she had one more. You're back hurting right now. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> how much pain, physical pain are you in right now from, from how much you were up and down the floor oh, last night? Oh, it's not physical pain. It's just I'm a little tired and... <laughs> A little sore. Worn out right now? Definitely, yep. <laughs> it's worth it. Out of, uh, we'll, we'll get you out of here. Last thing I got for you really is uh, you, you told me you didn't sleep well last night just because of you know how much your phone's been going off and how much uh, just how much emotion and excitement and energy is kind of flowing right now. Yeah. How do you and with it's got to be your whole team too. How do you Settle in. You want to stay energized, but how do you settle in back in a little bit? And you got you got a couple practices to go get ready for a basketball game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right now, let them enjoy it. Okay, they've got today. Um, let them enjoy it. The film's up for Silver Lake, and they know that. Um, but at the same time, ride this high. Um, we have nothing to lose. We're going in. We're going in on a high. We're playing. We're playing pretty good basketball. We're going to get our legs rested. You're getting ready to play one of the top teams in the state in Class 3A, which is a loaded class. Um, you get to go in there, have a little bit of fun, kind of see where we're at. Um, and we got where we wanted to be. We got where we wanted to be, and I, I want them to enjoy this. I want them to understand why we wanted to get here. Um, we're definitely not going and thinking that we're going to be done. We're going to give it our all, and we hope to come out on top. But at the end of the day, this is what we need to do, and I hope it. I hope it sets the path for the rest of for the for the years to come. There we go. Uh, Kelsey Overacker, Cherry Girls basketball head coach. Thank you for coming on today. I know your schedule is just jam-packed with a million different things. I appreciate you making time for me. I appreciate you living up to your word. I tried to get you on pre-substay week, and you said, I'm not talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I'll, And you said to me, and you and I quote, I will come on next week, win or lose. You came on and you won uh, after a win. How, how, that's that's got to feel good. Well, that's a lot easier to talk about, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I probably wasn't going to make you come on and had you, had you lost. I probably wouldn't have you right. <laughs> So you just say what you want to get people off your back. You just deal with the consequences Usually later. Usually just you. <laughs>
thank you for coming on. Uh, very happy to watch. Very exciting to have watched you won last night. Uh, just an, an exciting game all around. How, let, let's give a shout out uh, to Jackson. How about? <laughs> Uh, definitely shout out to Jackson. He's my buddy. He's your he's your nephew, and he, he's ready to go. He he is too. <laughs> he he is always ready to go. Uh, that'll do it here on the War Room. Uh, everybody, stay safe. God bless. If you made this, if you made the state tournament and survived Substate Week, it's a it's a week where everybody's fighting for their lives, and it, it is not easy to survive. Congratulations to every single team that is still playing. That'll do it for the War Room. Everybody, God bless. <laughs>